0: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Diamonds in the Rough podcast. Today, we are branching out. Uh, Everyone knows that this is more of a basketball, football podcast, but I've done one in all four major sports. But today, doing a different one, we're talking soccer. I'm lucky to have Alex Sternberg with me. Say what's up, John. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, uh, Alex was from my town, you know, he had the luxury of playing AU basketball with me when we were younger.
1: Uh, <laughs> this is true, that's, yeah.
0: that, that's how I know him, you know, his sports career went longer than mine. Uh, but we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get into that for the first half. And then the second half we'll have Will on and, uh, Alex and Will will talk some pro soccer. Cause that ain't my cup of tea, but they know a lot about it. So, um, I'll start it off with a question that I always I always wondered when I was younger. So, when we were like playing AU basketball, you'd like miss some practices for like the New England Revolution practices. So I want to know what exactly was that all about, and could you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so yeah, I remember missing a lot of basketball practices too, and you know, at that time, unfortunately, it was a sacrifice I had to make because, um, as you may know, the New England Revolution is the professional club we have here in Massachusetts, and for them it's either you're all in or or not in at all so there's no missing those practices you know so um i could get by a little bit in basketball but yeah the new england revolution i was I was an academy player there i got scouted there when i was about 13 years old and played with them throughout my entire high school career pretty much my entire youth career um and it taught me so much both as a person and a player just being you know, under the nose of a professional organization, just not only in soccer, but just in, in sports, professional sports in general. So learned so much as a person, so much as a player, they develop us in every aspect of the game. Um, you know, we were there training every single day. We had games on the weekend. Um, I, I don't know if you remember, I was missing days of school at a time, you know, three days of the week at school because we were going on team trips and things like that. So yeah, it was a very professional level
0: for, for youth soccer. Yeah, it's a it's a full-time commitment. I remember all the all the kids in the town who would do that kind of stuff. Um but I do find it super interesting, obviously, since soccer isn't like, you know, my main cup of tea, how they ha- how like these pro programs have these kind of things for like younger kids. Cause like, you know, the Celtics don't have like yeah. a youth team that they like scout and develop and all that. But follow-up question that is when did you like really decide i'm going all in on soccer this is my sport i'm good enough to play at the next level this is what i'm gonna do
1: yeah absolutely um that was a decision you know i had to had to make at a relatively early age i would say when i was 13 um going into freshman year of high school i think i think that's a decision you have to make because uh you know when you're pursuing any sport um to try to get to the highest level you have to be all in you have to dedicate every aspect of your life to it and so um, I think deep down I always knew that soccer was going to be my sport you know I've played pretty much every sport um, throughout my childhood but soccer has been there from the start and and no matter what I think soccer is always the one that I loved most so I think around 13 years old heading into high school uh, I gave up other sports and, and it was soccer full-time yeah, I think I think
0: that was the right decision. Uh, <laughs> so you started your collegiate career at Michigan State, right? I did. Yes. So what what was the reason you picked them? And were there any other schools you can name that you were considering or that were closer?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to start off with the schools, I was looking at other Big Ten schools, I was looking at Rutgers, I was looking at Penn State. Um, and those were because I had family affiliation there. My, my uh, aunt was a division one gymnast at Rutgers my uncle was a D- division one gymnast at Penn State um, I was also looking at Boston College you know to have options to stay local because that was another tough decision I had to make whether or not I wanted to leave or stay around um, but yeah the way I fell around Michigan State is I always envisioned myself at a big sports school I think that was something I really valued always I wanted to be in an, in an environment where they valued athletes you know where I could be going to College football game days, basketball game days. And, you know, it was, it was a that was an experience of college I, I certainly wanted. And so um, Michigan State was actually at a showcase of our academy team, uh, watching one of my teammates at the Revs who had already committed there. And during that game, I tell the story a lot, but during that game, I, I played very well. I got an assist. I stood out in that game, and they were, wa- they were watching my teammate. And uh, they had contacted me after because of my performance. And so things kind of lined up, you know, a teammate, someone that I knew was going there. I always wanted to go to a Big Ten school. I always wanted to go to a big school that valued sports. And it was a top program at the time. They had just been coming off in the lead eight years. So it all kind of lined up and I really wanted to go there.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing that, uh, you know, when I was making my college decision, obviously not for sports, but you know, and, and just being like, wow, like someone from my town is going to like a big school like that. It was cool. And I, I was glad you mentioned the college game days and stuff because Michigan State gets loud. Those, oh, those games yeah. are crazy. So the that whole must school have been, shuts down. It's crazy. man. Yeah. Like, that must have been quite the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It um, was amazing. But then you transferred to St. Louis. So was there, what was the reasoning for that?
1: Yeah. Um, The major reasoning for that was you know, at Michigan State, I felt I got everything out of the experience that I possibly could have. Um, my freshman year there, we went to Elite Eight. My sophomore year, we went to the Final Four. The following year, I was a starter playing every minute of every game. Um, and a lot of opportunities were coming. Um, unfortunately, my senior year there at Michigan State, the coaching staff had ended up moving on. So the, the assistant coaches that recruited me moved on to, to uh, different opportunities. And a new coaching staff came in and at that time, um, it was very interesting. You know, I no longer felt that Michigan State was providing me with the environment both culturally and soccer wise that I needed to, to continue to progress towards my goal of becoming a professional player. So I wanted to be in an environment that would compete for championships. I wanted to be in an environment that would you know, compete for a national title, that was a professional environment, that had a strong culture that was built around the players. With the coaching staff that believed in the players, so a lot of those things were playing a role. And eventually, it was a hard decision, but I, I made the decision to leave, and and I'm I'm
0: certainly glad I did. So far, it's worked out. Yeah, that's a, that's awesome. Um, awesome, also getting that experience when you're young to like play in big games, you know, or yeah. at least be around the big games. Certainly, but, yeah. So last year, you guys had an amazing season, at St. Louis. I have here, you went undefeated. A-10 regular season and tournament title and the NCAA quarterfinals. Um, And you had the, we talked about it earlier, the big impact game in Duke where you got an assist. Yeah. So what are the goals this season as a team and individually?
1: Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, as a team, you know, we really set the bar last year. We set the standard for what we want to achieve as a program. So without a doubt, um, our number one goal is winning, the, winning our conference, winning the A-10 regular season, winning the A-10 tournament. We want to have an undefeated home record. That's something we took pride in last year, not losing at home. Um, and yeah, as always, the, the biggest goal is to compete for national championships. So those three things, we were so close to competing last year and, and uh, they're, they're on the board again for this year. Yeah, you guys are already ranked very highly. We are. Yeah, um, I believe we're going to be number seven heading into next season.
0: Yeah. So this is your final, final college season, right? Final college season. Yes. So, uh, what are your hopes for after college in terms of your soccer career? Yeah. Um. You know, my lifelong
1: dream has been to become a professional footballer. So, that that without a doubt is what I'm striving to achieve after the college season, and I'm certainly going to have been in am going to do the work that it takes to get there and you know hopefully the team performs well because of course when the team performs well that grants opportunities to all the players so um looking forward to being a good teammate you know being part of a team that has a lot of success and and then pursuing the different opportunities that come after our season
0: yeah it's it's great for you especially as a prospect to be at such a good school for this because you're going to be in big games i mean I think my favorite example of this—he's um, an NBA draft bust. Not saying you're going to be a bust. Just I like to cite this story of the big yeah, games. Yeah. Is, if you remember James Young, I do. Got drafted by the Celtics, played at Kentucky. He had one dunk in the championship game that went made him the second round pick to 13th overall. Wow! Right, and it's yeah. just like you know playing these big impact games. If you can show up. <laughs> you get noticed. And that's why yeah. I mentioned the assist in the Duke game. Cause that was a big game. You guys were able to pull it out and you had a huge impact on it and that they noticed that. So, yeah. you know, you'll be, you'll be in more big impact games this year. It's the yeah. hope at least hopefully bring that title. Right. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't
1: agree more. I mean, you know, all it takes is one moment, one game, you know, one season to get noticed. So, um I'm grateful that right now I've done enough work where everything's in my hands so I'm ready to go out and take it yeah
0: that's that's awesome obviously wishing you the best of luck final question kind of a fun one um I who do you model your game after or is your favorite player yeah you can name as many as you want
1: yeah yeah so I think when I was younger my favorite player was I'm sure you know his name was David Beckham um, oh that, yeah I remember this yeah though. David yep. Beckham so he played for England he played for Manchester United all the top clubs around Europe um, and that man could you know his number the one number one thing that made him stand out was that he could put the ball anywhere he wanted on the field from anywhere and I think that's a trait that I have within my arsenal as a player so um, if you look at my highlight video I've, I can hit anybody on on the dot so that's someone I've always watched as a, as a youngster and, I think try to emulate my game after and and now current players, because David Beckham no longer plays, he's now a club owner, but current players, his name is Kevin De Bruyne. He plays for Manchester City and yeah, top, top player, one of the if not the best midfielder in the world at this moment. And he had the same thing. His vision, his, you know, passing accuracy, his technical ability,
0: I think is all stuff I try to emulate in my game as well.
1: It's awesome that
0: you mentioned the passing first. I know you're like a midfielder. That's like yeah. kind of your job. Yeah. Um, But it's good to be like a pass first guy. The teammates yeah. always love it. And uh, you know, coaches too. Um, and I also talked to you about this was funny because I'm obviously not a soccer guy, <laughs> but you name the guys. It's like, I played FIFA. I know those yeah, guys.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's what FIFA is good for. It teaches so many people about the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I do. I do watch like World Cup stuff. You know, that's Mm -hmm. definitely I'm all in for that. And I know I mentioned you as a joke. Will and I picked like MLS teams heading into the season or whatever. I just look at the standings. I don't really follow it. But (laughs) um, yeah, obviously you and Will. We we'll get into some stuff. He he should be joining anytime soon. But perfect. What I have is, if you want to shout out any platform you have or anything else you want to say, now's your time to do so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. First, I want to thank you so much for having me on. It's been great to to chat and catch up with you as we did last weekend. But um, yeah. In terms of socials, I'm I'm really focusing on building my TikTok presence right now. So if you go check me out, it's a Alex Ster on TikTok, and that's my handle across all socials: Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. So Go check me out, A.A. Alex Um And, yeah, just be on the lookout for St. Louis, St. Louis University soccer next season, next NCAA
0: college soccer season. Yeah, I will definitely be following. Um, Absolutely. I appreciate you for joining. This is my first, first interview. Yeah. You know, I don't think I did that bad, you know. No, no, you did amazing, man. It's great questions, <laughs> and I think it was natural. We're chatting it up, you know. Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll try to bridge the gap as Will gets here. He said he said he'd be on in five. Uh, yeah, no worries. Four, four minutes ago, so he should be on. Okay, perfect, any minute. Perfect. Um, but so what's what are your what are your top leagues to watch? I guess I'll try to transition into the the pro soccer talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think by far the most entertaining league is the Premier League, and I think that you know <clears throat> they've done a great job kind of marketing it. For the U.S. audience, um, the games are on NBC or, or whatever the channel is now. Um, every the Fox Sports, I think. Yeah, fo- yeah, yeah. Um, every Sunday morning now, so um, I'm always watching whatever game is on. But Premier League for sure, you know, because it's our local league, our our home um, native league. The MLS, I'm watching all the time as well, especially New England Revolution. Have a couple buddies playing with them, so um, it's been great. And then. Yeah, I I watch a lot. The Champions League all the time. You know, whenever Champions League game is on, those are the games I'm always watching. So, top three leagues for me.
0: Well, that was perfect timing as Will joins. Will, say what's up. Hello. (laughs) What's going on, (laughs) bro? How are you?
2: I'm good, man. Nice to see you again.
0: Yeah, nice to see you too. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back here. Cause I don't really know soccer. So Will and Alex, you take it from here. Will, I know you said you have a lot of, a lot of topics. So you got it.
2: Yeah. I might've over-exaggerated a little bit, but I, I just think I have some that are like cool. Maybe, I don't know what you guys talked about specifically. Was it mostly just, I don't know. Can you a rundown real quick? We
0: I just interviewed Alex. Cause as you know, he's playing at St. Louis, you know, he's doing the pro soccer. Um, so I just got some of his, his backstory as far as his soccer career and his goals for this year and all that. So we haven't talked to any pro soccer really. Okay. Um, well, Alex, start I'll start off. Anyway. Do you
2: know who John's favorite MLS team is?
1: <laughs> Dude. Um, no, he didn't tell me. He didn't tell
2: me. John, do you know who your favorite MLS team is?
0: Yeah, it's Charlotte. It's the new team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You no, tell me, that.
2: tell me what their name is. Charlotte. Charlotte FC. Okay, there you go.
0: Yeah, yeah dude, so I fall. I think, oh, what are you
2: talking about? We're in the playoffs right now. <laughs> no, I think, there's no. I think <laughs> I think they're uh like We're one game six, out. Oh yeah, right? they're the six seed. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd be falling. Um, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. The first thing I guess I, I was gonna say do you do you watch like do you keep up with it a lot too like soccer and all that? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm watching. I'm normally watching whatever games on TV.
2: Honestly. All right, so what, what are your thoughts on USA's chances this World Cup in November? I think they have a very strong chance. I've been, I've
1: been so impressed um, with what they've done since the last World Cup qualifying um, process. Um, you know, I think the group is set up for them to be a top team in the group. Um, I think we have the talent. We have guys playing in the top leagues around Europe. We have guys playing on the top clubs. We have Champions League winners, which is one of the hardest trophies to win in football. Um, on our team. So I think we have a very good chance and I'm I'm so looking forward
2: to watching them. All right. So I'll say I have like three quick questions, right? So yep. favorite not I'm assuming USA is your favorite, but maybe it's not. But favorite non-US team to root for in the cup this year. Mm-hmm. Uh dark horse pick that could win it all. And then who do you think just like how like I don't know good examples like Rodriguez like back in 2014 became like a star because of yeah. his performance. Do you, what player what player do you think has that chance?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I'm definitely going to be rooting for the US um because normally I would be u- rooting for Ukraine, of course, because that's that's my nationality, but they failed to qualify unfortunately. They they were in the um championship qualifying stage but but lost. Yeah, I was it. rooting
2: for Wales. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's all good. So, I'm gonna be rooting for, for the U.S. certainly. Um, dark Horse, I can see Belgium making a good run because Belgium has, you know, they've showed the potential that they have in the past and they've gone to the highest stages, but kind of kind of lost at the higher stages. So my Dark Horse is Belgium and, and one player, I think that's gonna stand out. Hmm. Let me think. I think it's gonna be, benicius jr i don't know if you know who that is he just won the yeah, champions me, league yeah with real madrid yeah i think he is just one of the he's the brightest young stars right now either him or i support a lot of the youngsters him or phil foden with
2: england interesting yeah i like i like Foden. Um, yeah I, I think john knows but i'm i'm always rooting for england you yeah. know in, in all competitions um and I don't know. It's hurt the past two, the uh, 2018 World Cup and then 2020 Euros, especially mm-hmm. they've hurt. But I think yeah. for the first time in a while, I'm like actually confident heading into World Cup. So I'm sure my heart will get broken. Yeah. Did you see the result they had today? Yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> I don't I truly don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. All right. So second question. Um, I know you said you follow the Champions League, so I'm sure, you know, like the five main leagues in Europe um like and all like the discrepancies and stuff as i don't i've never like seen you play in the past you know x amount of years but Mm -hmm. stylistically speaking where do you think in the five like main european leagues um where do you think your game would translate the best what style of soccer that's a good question that's so interesting um
1: I honestly think, and this is unbiased, but I think the Premier League, because I think it's very similar to college soccer in terms of it's a very physical league. College soccer is very based on physicality and athleticism. And I think that's something I've had as an athlete from a young age and are some of the strengths that I have as a player. Um, So for that reason, I think the Premier League. With that being said, though, I think I'm a very high level IQ player as well I, th- I think I understand the game very well and for that reason I think the Spanish league La Liga is is the league that represents that aspect
2: of football the most that's fair I'm actually I'm surprised you said like with the physicality I'm surprised uh Serie A isn't yeah there. that's that's yeah. a that's a slugfest of a league sometimes. that is that is
1: very true that is very
2: true I would love to play in Italy yeah, yeah, I mean, getting paid to play soccer seems pretty sweet. I'd probably yeah. do it in most uh, most places if I was yeah. good. I uh, can't say I'm good, though. What's your, what's your take in the uh, Messi-Ronaldo debate? <clears throat> For me, it's Messi. I'm a Messi guy. Um,
1: I think Messi can play anywhere on the pitch, honestly, and that that is a hot take. Obviously, he's, he wouldn't be as strong as a defender, but... Messi can Messi can create a game from anywhere. Ronaldo, on the other hand, can't. You you normally put Ronaldo up top to score goals. Messi
2: can create from anywhere on the pitch. That's fair. So who? What's? I won't ask you for like a top five, just like that. I know that that's a tough one, but who are some of your goats then? And who do you think is your number one?
1: Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, Messi is a goat um, for me, and. You know you can you can compare the the stats you compare everything but I look at it from a, a game impact perspective and I think he what he's done I mean what both of them have done um, but Messi is my goat who else who else can I say I think Andrea Pirlo I don't know if you remember yeah, him he Pirlo. played for eight, yeah Juve AC Milan amazing I,
2: I, I, any any Italian and French players who are good against England I know yeah England yeah England exactly exactly
1: um you know I think Iker Casillas I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember him Yeah, World class keeper there's so many man this game has has blessed us with so many stars so many top level players so it's it's hard to say but yeah th- those guys
2: all right I got one more for you um when so I know like young I, I always back in middle school I would always hear about how like how good you were and stuff obviously and like, all these places, like, I'm pretty sure I heard you played in, like, Italy or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what's the, what's the coolest, like, venue you've played at? Or actually, no, let me rephrase that. What's the craziest, like, atmosphere you've played in? It can be a college game, too. And then, what's the best place you've been to because of the, you know, game?
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's a good question. Um, Let me think. So, the, the craziest atmosphere I've played in, I believe, has to be, um, the Michigan-Michigan State Derby, that was, we played in front of like, oh, it's so tough because this past season was crazy too, but that ex, that experience, playing at Michigan in front of like 8,000 fans, their stadium is like a professional football stadium, professional soccer stadium. The fans are right on the sideline, and I was playing fullback, so I was right on the sideline, and they were in my ear chirping, all that. So, playing in a game where you can't even hear your teammates talking to you is absolutely unreal feeling that we you know I was lucky enough to have that last season too where we played at home at my new school at Herman Stadium which is a known in college soccer to be one of the craziest environments to play at so we had about 10,000 people at that game for our A-10 championship game at home under the lights you know amazing game amazing game and we got the job done but yeah just playing in front of that many people is a surreal experience um Yeah, in terms of favorite, like most amazing places I've played. Yeah, I've played, I played in Italy, I played in Spain, I played in Ukraine, I would say it would have to be Italy, because I vividly remember playing on fields with just beautiful mountains in the background, beautiful, you know, atmosphere, the culture is beautiful, the fans in those games, again, were, were amazing. So I think Italy was top place I've played abroad.
2: All right. I also, okay. I was going to let you go after that one, but I no, got, I got no, one dude. more. Cause yeah. I remember I read an article about this. Uh, who's your men's United States men's national teams. Goat. Goat.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I think now it has to be Christian Pulisic. I don't know if there's any who, what other American player has won the champions league, especially at that age. Um, I so think- you, you think that
2: outweighs the international stuff done by like Dempsey and Donovan.
1: Yeah, 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 because I think there's a brighter future internationally coming up for the team. Um, and I think we've never had this amount of talent in the U.S. roster where we have guys playing in the Premier League, in Serie A, in La Liga. It's, it's uh, in the Bundesliga. It's absolutely unreal where most players are playing in the top flight now in Europe, Europe where it uh, formerly used to be just, you know, here um, in the U.S
2: word yeah well that's all I had I was just trying to quick fire a bunch of questions No,
0: absolutely man I At, appreciate it. those are good questions
2: as Thanks, a man. soccer
0: dummy could either of you educate me on like this USA team and how because I know they're better than they normally are right Yeah. so edu- educate me a bit on how good they are so I can get some you know USA hype in me Bro, no, it's
1: definitely a team to be watching. It's the best Uf- US team we've ever had, honestly. Um, like I was saying, we have guys who've won the Champions League, which is the hardest trophy to win in football. Uh, we have guys playing with Messi. Serginho Des literally played with Messi at Barcelona for a season. Um, it's it's absolutely crazy. So in every position, we're stacked now. Um, the the only thing is, we're a young team. These are these guys are in their early twenties, if not still teenagers. So
0: it's absolutely unreal, but the future is so bright for us. That's kind of good though. Cause I, they've already like kind of reached the point where I feel like other U S teams have reached, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, I
1: think in the 20, I want to say 2014 world cup, if I'm not mistaken, we, the U S made it out of their group, um, yeah. which is, which is an accomplishment. So, you know, I'm eager to see how they do this, this, um, this world cup, but yeah, they've won trophies this, this, past two years. They've won trophies. Um, they've won the CONCACAF, you know, I think nations league. So they're, they're a bright team, bright team to
2: watch. And John so to put it in NBA terms. They're honestly just the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Okay. But like, like they have like, a bright
2: future. <laughs> no, yeah. They're, they're young. They're exciting. They might win a round or something. Cause
0: my, my one like USA soccer, like, thing i remember is like tim howard just going crazy yeah yeah and it it was truly just like he did his absolute best (laughs) yeah yeah Um, but it sounds like this is much more of a team they have um, yeah
1: and speaking of keepers so i don't know if you know this story but um the new england revolution goalie his name is matt turner and he went to fairfield he played at fairfield and didn't even get drafted he just got picked up by the revs by going out and trying out with them, I think, through in a connection. And so became an MLS, like, MVP, uh, Golden Glove winner, got called into the national team, is now the number one goalie for the national team for the U.S., and just got bought by Arsenal from the Premier League, Arsenal FC from the Revs. So now he's going to England to play in the Premier League next season. He played at Fairfield. Jeez, I'm I'm good friends with him, so it's crazy.
0: I mean, you got that New England Revolution connection, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, hopefully soon, man. Um, and then I have two more questions I know Alex and I talked about it a bit well I want your opinions so the there's the Mbappe deal which was wild because mm-hmm. you know again don't follow it as much but I was always like he's going to Real Madrid that's what I was being told by people who that was their favorite player and they were telling me he's not going to be at PSG anymore he's going to Real Madrid but he came back yep. on some ridiculous deal Yeah, I think a never-before-seen deal. Truly unfathomable. Like, like there's nothing I can put in terms of it. It, It's the type of thing where I think, like, you know, as a basketball fan, you make fun of some of these contracts these guys sign saying, like, they're not good or whatever. And then this guy just destroys all the deals they make.
1: Yeah. It'd (laughs) It'd be like Jason Tatum having a piece of the Celtics while he's the player as well. Yeah, that's... Insane. insane to me. It's like, like Tatum being the GM and a player.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe if Tatum didn't shoot 24% in the all place, right. We don't we, we don't it, yeah. look,
0: we don't need to get into sure. Celtics. They upset me yesterday. I will be at game six, so they better not ruin no it for way. me. That's awesome. But um that's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be probably the loudest stadium I've ever been to, and I've been to multiple AFC championship games at home. Wow. Cause I'm just, it reached 110 decibels. Game four, wow. that's like permanent hearing damage. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man.
1: Do you think yeah, they, can do they can do it? Hopefully,
0: pull it out. Um, I don't know. I my thing that scared me, game five, is it, they're just tired. Yeah, you can tell all their misses are front rim. Yeah, they're truly just tired. I mean, they played 12 games in 23 days before this finals. Yeah, And the Warriors kind of had a free ride. I mean, Nuggets yep. were just a like Jokic, and it's yeah, like shut yeah, them down, yeah. and that's it. Grizzlies didn't have jaw, so that was a pretty easy game. And then the Mavericks somehow beat the Suns, and the Mavericks are similar to the Nuggets, where it's like shut down Luka, and what do they have? Yeah, yeah, it's so true. So, I've never thought about it in that perspective. You know, where the Celtics had to play arguably – two of the best teams and go seven with them, mm-hmm. which to be fair, they did to themselves. There were multiple times. They just shouldn't have lost certain games, but resilience has been the, the season motto, I guess. So they could do it. I wouldn't put them past them, but I would definitely not bet on
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, and I, I hope they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 2008 was the last one. I know I sound spoiled talking about it when it's like we've got the Patriots and the Red Sox, but Celtics has always kind of been my my team I care about most, even though I'm going yeah. to play like 100 Patriots games or something. That's so dope. Um, but I think my final uh, soccer question, because you alluded it to it to me, the Messi thing, Messi the mm-hmm. MLS – is that like yeah? confirmed? Is it close? Is it probably going to happen? Like what? Yeah. So from my understanding, I
1: think they've agreed to terms. I don't, I don't think there's any papers signed, but I know that David Beckham flew to Paris and met with him. And, uh, after that meeting, you know, it was all over the news that, uh, he's committed to it. So, um, that if that happens, if Messi comes here, that's going to change soccer in the U S as we know it. Um, It's going to be absolutely unreal if Messi's coming to Gillette stadium to play on Wednesday night.
0: What would tickets be? You think for that ticket prices,
1: you know, it's it's interesting because I don't even know if he actually would come here to play because we play on turf. There's been players like Zlatan Ibrahimovic with LA who doesn't come to these games at Gillette because they play on turf and in Europe, you know, I don't even know if Messi's ever played on turf in his life other than
0: when he was a 10 year old kid. That's actually crazy. They like, players in soccer truly can have a hold of their team yeah they're just like sorry i'm not playing it's like well you bring us so much money so i can't say no yeah
1: yeah absolutely um but no even just for the league man if he comes here it's going to change change the game as we know the amount of money that's going to be in this league the amount of growth i mean you have the the goat of the game coming to play in this league
0: it's going to change as we know it yeah because like if say like Messi did go to the Gillette, that's going to be a sold out stadium. Oh, absolutely! And I've gone to one Revs game, and it's like the first level was probably like fifty percent capacity.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: which is still a decent crowd, but like Gillette can hold like I want like fifty thousand, sixty
1: thousand. Yeah, sixty. Um, but I think you'd actually be surprised, bro. Um, I've, I I w- I went to a couple of games last season when we were like the the um. Supporter shield title winners, and the, the some of the games were pretty much sold out. The whole lower bowl filled. It's it's, it's the revs are definitely a changed. Um, yeah, organization. that is
0: fair because that was when I was like thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when because soccer soccer here has definitely been growing, and it helps when you get like guys like Zlatan. Uh, yeah, and to more come well known guys.
1: Um, I mean, Giorgio Chiellini, who played for Juventus for the majority of his career italy yep. international he just signed for lafc so he's gonna be yeah he's gonna be here next season and it's crazy wild
0: um will do you have do you have anything else Nah. all right well will thanks for joining alex thank you for joining um of course you know, adding I another sport i can put on my resume as far as what i've talked about uh and yeah. uh you know, we'll obviously stay in touch, and good luck with soccer. And any anytime you want to join, you can come on, or I'll invite you, or we'll figure something. Yeah, out. absolutely,
1: man. It was great seeing you guys. Um, great chatting up, and for sure, let's stay in touch. Let's do it again soon. Maybe we'll do it when I'm when I'm at school, and we're you know a ten champions.
0: Oh yeah, we can we can get like a like an NCAA update before yeah. before it all starts. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> That'd be cool. All right. Well, thank you listeners for listening. Uh, next time you'll probably hear from us is after the NBA finals where I either have a meltdown or I'm screaming. So I can look forward to that, but uh, uh, thank you for listening. Tune in next time.